Hey there, and welcome to the Two Mom Life Podcast, a show for moms like us balancing it all and ready to live an inspired and full life. Everybody, welcome. I'm your host, Jody Freed, mom of four, Jewish community professional, and mother's empowerment coach. Motherhood is a journey, and on this podcast, inspired by Jewish thought, you will learn from other moms, receive practical advice, and loads of inspiration. Motherhood is messy and certainly not perfect. So here is to mom life, to finding your way, to finding perfect moments. Here is to you. Welcome back to the Two Mom Life podcast. Today, I sat down with Gila Ross, who is an educator. She is a spectacular person and a mom of eight. And we had just a really easygoing conversation around what it means to be a mom of eight, what it's like, how she gets inspiration to just be able to carry on with that kind of beautiful and hard load on her shoulders every day. And we also talk about how to build up a kid's self-esteem. So there are some real great golden nuggets in this episode. I encourage you to listen in. If you like what you hear, please share this episode with your friends, with your family, share them on Instagram, um, Facebook. We will share right back any stories that you post and tag us in. And also leave a review of the podcast on iTunes. This helps other moms get in touch with us and find us. So thanks for tuning in. Before I let you listen in, I just want to add that Gila is offering a free gift, which is a 15-minute call to any of our listeners who want to take her up on it about anything relating to Judaism. So if there was something that struck you that she mentioned on the podcast today, take her up on it. Go and have a conversation. She's really an amazing parent educator. So I just want to leave you with that and please enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Two Mom Life podcast. We are in for a treat today where we're talking with Gila Ross. And Gila, I love your name. One of my daughters is named Gila also. Small win there. But um, Gila is a mom of eight and she is an inspiration. I met Gila a few years ago just in the Jewish community and something about her just struck me and has kind of always stayed with me. So it was wonderful to reconnect, you know, in light of the podcast and her podcast called Power Up. Gila, you'll tell us more about it. Offers amazing, just like quick insights into, you know, Jewish teachings. I think right now, um, Gila was telling me that they're going through Pure Kayabal. I've loved every episode that I've listened to. So Gila, thanks for being on with me. And I'm excited for us all to learn from you about what being a mom of eight is really like and what keeps you going and inspired day in and day out, what it takes to really manage that. So before I go any further, can you just tell us a little bit more about you? Tell us a little bit also about your podcast and what you're up to. So Josie, firstly, um, thank you for that warm, wonderful introduction. And it's a real pleasure to be here on your, on your podcast to be, and to reconnect with you. You said um, I should tell you what it's like being a mom of eight. I'm not sure if you really want to know what that's all about. There's a lot, a lot of noise, a lot of laundry, but also a lot of joy. 
people often ask me, what's it like being a mum of eight? And the truth is, I never started off with eight kids. I started off with one and then we had two. All, all our mm. kids were single. It's like having three or four or, or five kids plus a few more. It's very <laughs> busy. Um, but it's it's great. It's great. Yeah. So as, as you said, the, the podcast that I, I started about a year and a half ago is called Power Up. I do a lot of informal teaching, adult education. And I was once giving a class and a couple of um, people that I was giving the class to said, you know, this is so interesting. You should start a podcast. So I was like, okay, let's do that. And I, I started a podcast. And because maybe, maybe because I have a very short attention span, or maybe because I recognize that life is, is, is so busy. It really, really is busy. Yet we still have to keep ourselves inspired, keep learning, keep our brains moving, right? So, so it's, it's very short ideas that most of the podcasts are between five or, or 10 minutes. And so you can listen to them when you're quickly doing something else, but it gives you an idea, something to think about, something to keep you inspired. So that's a little bit about why I started the podcast. That's awesome. And I encourage everybody to go and tune into it because, again, I was really struck by the episodes that I've heard. And it's just so easy to tune in for five minutes, literally. So um, awesome. So let's stick with this theme of inspiration. Right. And I can only imagine I have four kids and, um, you know, again, also once I had one, once I had two, um, and there are times when it's just hard. It's like, you know, kind of you feel like you're dragging. And I have, you know, various tools and strategies to kind of pull out of that. But I'm curious, how do you stay inspired? How do you get those doses of inspiration to keep yourself really above it all? That's a really, really, really great question. And I think it's something that I've learned, the more kids that I've had, the more important it is, right? Because you know, the famous saying, if mama's not happy, no one's happy. Mm. It's so true. As mums, our atmosphere runs the house. And I remember when I was, I was quite a young mum. I had three kids at the time and I had like a, um, I think my oldest was like four or five. And I met at one of my, my Robertson's, one of my, my mentors. And she, she said something to me that actually changed my life. It's not often that you have moments like that, but she gave me a moment like that. I, we were hosting her for a Shabbat meal. And we, so I served on, on you know, on re regular dishes. And she says to me after, she says, why are you washing your dishes? She says, this is not the time in your life where you should be washing dishes. Use disposables. Now, obviously, mm. you know, the environment and everything else. But what she taught me was amazing. This idea that, you are valuable as a person, right? Your time is valuable as a person. Choose it, choose how you use that time because yes, you can, you know, save the environment, save, you know, money by use, by washing up your dishes. But what about you, right? You've got to save yourself so that you can give to your kids. So over the years, I've kind of had to figure out what is it that feeds me so that I can then give to my kids. And it's something that, as I, as I said, you know, the more kids I've, I've had, the more I've realized I've got to make it a priority. So for me, I know what it is, is I really try and make, make exercise an important part of my life because I know that when I exercise regularly, it keeps me happy. 
right? So I'll take that half an hour and I'll go for a quick jog. And even if it's, it's, you know, it's hard and something doesn't get done and the kitchen doesn't get cleaned or whatever, I'll do it because I know that when I, when I do it and I come back, I'm a better mom. Another Mm. thing that, that I do is that I run parenting classes and I've been doing it for quite a few years now. And I I teach as well, but I also do learning myself, right? I read, I I, I read parenting books. I read all sorts of books because we have to feed ourselves. We're mums, but we're people first, right? And we have to feed ourselves so that we can be the best version of ourselves. We can then parent from a face where, where we are filled. And I recognize that, you know, depending on, on, on circumstances, it's harder for some people, right? Thank God, I'm, I'm very, very lucky that I have a spouse who supports me. And, and f- not everyone is, is so lucky. But the more you can, first, you recognize that, that you're important, right? You are important. And the more that you can fill yourself up, figure out what is it that you need? What is it that's going to give you that happiness? And then try and figure out a way to create that and to make that happen, even if things don't happen, right? Even if, if the dishes don't get done or the kids get served less nutritious suppers or the house is not the, the, the standard that you're, you'd like it to be, fill yourself up because if you're happy, that's the best gift that you can give to your kids. It trickles down. It just, yeah, yeah. affects everybody. Yeah, that, that's beautiful. So what are some ways that you carve out that time. You mentioned that you have a supportive spouse who'll take over, you know, here and there um, when you need it or when you want to go on that run. What are some other ways to kind of find that time? So I think, I think that is a really, really great, great question. Another really great question. Um, I know for me, it's, it's a lot of, a lot about prioritizing. Um, For example, when, when I'm pregnant, I, I don't have easy pregnancies. My youngest is eight months, and and when he, I was pregnant with him, I was had a really really rough time, and I had to prioritize. And there were a lot of things that didn't happen that I wanted to happen. For example, for me, nutrition is is really really important, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it all, right? So it's kind of like figuring out what's the most important thing, right? You know, what what are the most important things I need to do, and what can I cut out? What shortcuts can I take that will give me that time to to do what I need, right? Is it making an easier supper? Is it serving on disposable stuff so that you'll cut out the half an hour? Is it hiring a cleaner? Is it hiring a babysitter so that you can get out for a bit? Or if you're married, you know, you and your spouse can get out for a bit because that's also so important. I think that's also something that um, we, we, t- we tend not to prioritize so much. But when, when a couple have kids and when life gets busy, it's so easy for the marriage to be one of the lower down priorities where in, in fact, it's it's not it's the most important right you know these these sorts of things when we're happy when we have a strong relationship it's, it's what our kids needs more than the extracurricular activities I know one of the things that we we cut down on what was when I was pregnant was I cut down on extracurricular activities with the kids because I just didn't have the energy to drive them all around and all over all over the places I think sitting down understanding how how important we are and how important it is for our kids to to have us healthy and full body-wise and our soul. Look at the priorities and see what absolutely must happen and what can I actually take out. 
I read a story, another another story that also had an impact on me. This was years ago, maybe 12 years ago, I heard the story. There was a, a Robertson in New York who was very, very well known. Her name was Robertson Braunstein. And I heard her say that she has only one regret from when her kids were little, that she didn't hire more household help. She said if she was doing it again, she would take all the budget, all the money that, that you know they had and hire as much household help as she could, even if it meant, let's say, serving peanut butter um, sandwiches for her kids, right? Because it's so important. I, I have a friend, um, and uh, you know, a few few weeks ago, she she has three little kids, a five year old and, and a three year old and, and a baby, and she was like, telling me what um, what the mornings are like, right? When when she's trying to get the baby down to sleep and the kids are are running around. And as an outsider, it's so obvious that you can't do it all, right? You're one <laughs> adult, right? You're one adult yes. and you're outnumbered, right? Yes. But I think as mums, most of us can relate to what she was feeling was like, but it's my job I should be doing. And I told her, why don't you get, you know, a girl to come in and just help out? Like in England, they have what, what's called like a mother's helper. I don't know if they have okay. something. We have that have in the States too. Yeah, like young right. teenagers or... Yeah. Young teenagers, they come in for an hour, an hour and a half. They're happy to play with the kids. The kids love having someone different, especially if they're good with kids that come in and play. And it takes some of the strain of offer. It's such, it's such, a, it's such a win-win situation. And and you know, in hindsight, it's such a, of course, right? But we have to flip that that mindset of like, I've got to do it, right? Our job is to make sure that it gets done, not necessarily that we or doing it all. Yeah. 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 So important. And I just, I couldn't agree with you more. And um, yeah, it's wonderful again to have you as that example. And for all of everyone who's listening in, like really take this to heart because um, you do matter and you are a person and you deserve to have that time. In fact, you need it. You need to fill yourself up, just like you were saying, so that you can be there for yourself and be there for your kids and for your spouse. And, um, and that's great. So I wanna switch gears a little bit because I saw, and I haven't listened yet, but I saw that you recently did a podcast episode around building kids' self-esteem. And I'm really interested in this. So I'd love if you could just talk a little more about how to help your kids build their self-esteem. Um, you know, how do you help your children in this area? I'm going to open it up to you and you can, you know, share with us your wisdom. Thank you, Jodie. So it's, it's, it's a really, really, really great topic. Um, it's a huge topic. And in fact, I think um, it's, it's it's a core right like from a Jewish point of view as educators as parents our job is to get our children to understand their strengths and their challenges as well and how to counteract their challenges which is really to to give them a healthy sense of of self so I, I would I would really encourage um anyone that's interested to check out the podcast because I've put one one or two parts of it on on the on the podcast I will be uploading more on on the topic in a nutshell it, it goes a little bit counter to what we thought of right we often think that we've got to tell our kids you're great you're amazing you're the best right that sort of praise 
doesn't really hit it. What we really need to do is we really need to notice our kids. We need to notice them. We need to notice them for what they are. And we need to really notice their efforts and, and comment and give them um, recognition for the good things, for the efforts they're doing and for what their unique strengths are. What often happens in, in a home, and, and again, maybe it's just me, but I think a lot of parents can relate to this, is that you know your kids are playing nicely and you think to yourself, yes, they're playing nicely. Let me go and cook dinner or let me go and put a load yes. of laundry in. Yes. And you just, <laughs> you just kind of sneak by, right? Yes. And, and then what happens is that one of them snatches the toy from the other and they start fighting and boom, they've got your attention, right? Yes. We've got to flip it. We've got to flip it. And we've got to give them attention when they're, when they're doing the right thing, right? And it's hard for us because automatically, you know, we, when, when the kids are, are behaving nicely, we just kind of take it for granted. But when they're, when they're not, right, when they're, when, when they're fighting, we, it, we, we give them our attention. So what we have to try and do is we have to take that, that feeling of, of how we feel when, when, when they're not doing what they should do and flip it and give them that level of attention when they're doing the right thing, right? So even if it's something like, for example, you know, you noticed your child, um, you, you notice that your, your kid is getting frustrated, right? They're, they're doing a puzzle and they're getting frustrated. And you can tell them, wow, I can see that you're, you know, you're focusing on that puzzle, you're trying to do it and you're getting frustrated and you're not doing X, Y, Z. You're not throwing the puzzle around or whatever your child is prone to do, right? Small things like that. It doesn't take time, right? But it's just a habit that we can get into that we notice our children, we notice what they're doing and we notice their unique parts, right? right? And how, and the effort they're putting in, right? And it could be sometimes something that they struggle with, right? If, you're, if you have a child that struggles with neatness and you notice that they're spending the extra 30 seconds to take their shoes off and leave them in a place where they'll remember tomorrow morning, Make a huge fuss about it, right? Mm. Imagine it was the next morning you're trying to get out the door and you can't find the shoes. How not good is that? It's, <laughs> it's you know, it's so stressful. Stressful, so yeah. All that energy that you would put into that and put it into telling your child how wonderful it is and give them those snippets of recognition and show them that we, we recognize that, that how, how good they are and how they're trying and, and all their different um, capabilities. I think that is really something that, fills them up with self-esteem. And Gila, sometimes, you know, something that I've found in my own kids is some of them seem to like naturally have higher self-esteem just naturally than others. Like it's something that, you know, I feel like I, you know, I've picked up on um, from like a pretty young age where some of them just seem like more prone to get down on themselves. Does that make sense? So definitely, um, I've, I've seen that even with my own kids, there are some kids that are like so super confident, it seems even from a young age, they have a can-do attitude, and some kids just seem to doubt themselves so much more, and, and often it's not, it's not, there's not even a correlation between how gifted they are and, and how, you know, how gifted they feel they are. Um, but I do think that as parents, we, we can impact that, right? And if your, your kids are very young, 
it's 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 a great time to do that right even if your kids are older you can you can do that but the more we we show them that we notice them and that we notice what they are and just constantly just trying to to fill them up not just by telling them you're amazing and you're the best by by showing them how you think they are ama- you know amazing and 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 the best by like showing them wow you know you were kind or wow you 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 put so much effort into doing that but by all those sort of noticing what they are and giving like very specific praise and I think I think we can sort of give our kids um the the ones that don't yet have the self-esteem we can build up the self-esteem and and it's a process so Mm -hmm. even if you feel like you know you've you've given them praise for like two weeks and you still haven't they're still doubting themselves don't give up because it's a process right we have these kids and we've got years and years and years to keep working on it so it really really is um um, a process but don't underestimate how much we can as parents um, build their self-esteem yeah i love that that's so so great and it's not the type of thing where all of a sudden their self-esteem is just built and it's not like you work on it for three weeks and then bam, your child has great self-esteem for the rest of their life. Like, as with everything, I think it's, um, as you said, it's a process and there will be times when that self-esteem will dip a little, dip a little, and then it'll, you know, maybe they'll um, get a little more confidence in, in a particular area and grow again, you know? So I think it's also, um, I just want to highlight that because it's not something that you just flip a switch and bam, you know, they're so confident. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think part of also um, um, the parenting that I teach is really about getting ourselves into the correct habits. Right. So, so mm-hmm. cause it, it's not about a quick fix, um, um, you know, method that you do this and your kids listen or whatever, but it's really about, you know, setting up the correct habits and, and the, and, you know, the healthy habits in the home, that will build our kids, you know, self-esteem and the resilience really from the inside. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's so great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate you being here with me. And is there one last piece of advice that you want to share with our audience today? Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> so many great questions today, Jody. I mean, I think I think if I had to give um, um, one last piece of advice, I don't know if it's thing, but I'll share what's on my mind because I read a, such a powerful story great. over weekends. Um, is that you know we we, fo- we spoke a little bit about about looking after ourselves, and and I think you know it's January and people are feeling like I'm going to start like working out. I'm going to look after my body. But really, for us to be the best moms that we can be, we have to focus on living a healthy life, but also feeding our soul as well. And I think when sometimes when we're stuck in being a parent, it's so easy to sort of, you know, not see the, the forest for the trees. But I think that that's why it's so important to, to feed our soul, right? Whether it's taking a short time to read something inspirational, to, you know, whatever, whatever fills our soul as well. It's so, so important. And that's going to make us the best people and the best parents that we can be. Mm, yeah, that's amazing. And it takes me right back to your podcast. It's like that five minute little tidbit to really just give 
give your soul that nourishment that it needs and that food for thought and something to mull over and something meaningful to think about beyond just the day-to-day decisions or, you know, things that have to get done or, you know, those day-to-day things that go into raising kids and having a family. So, Awesome. 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 Well, thanks again for joining me guys. I hope you learned and gained from this conversation just as much as I did. We will post the links for the power up podcast in the show notes. So feel free to check that out and get in touch with Gila. If you have any questions or want to be a part of her world and We love having you tuning into the Two Mom Life podcast. I know that your time is valuable and the fact that you choose to spend it here with me and my guests is just absolutely humbling and wonderful. So um, with no further ado, we will see you next time. And thanks so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Two Mom Life podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please remember to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn more about me and my work helping moms feel filled up and in balance, or helping moms integrate family adventures, big and small, into mom life, or to explore how we can work together, visit my website, loveadventuremom.com, or find me on Facebook and Instagram at the handle loveadventuremom. Till next time, l'chaim to life.